You're listening to The Classroom Collaborative Podcast with your hosts, Dee Dee Wills Ed Brock And Adam Peterson Here we go We're so glad you're here Let's get started All right, welcome back to The Classroom Collaborative Podcast I am Adam Peterson I'm Dee Dee Wills, hello Hey, hey, we're so excited you guys are back to join us again And we're going to do another episode about books So we have an episode out there about our favorite back-to-school books an episode about our favorite fall books, but winter is approaching and we want to kind of focus on winter as a whole because we could list a ton of books that you're going to read right before winter break hits and you're going to be like, Adam and Didi, any more? So we're going to give you some books that will last you the whole winter season so that when you come back after break, you've got your bookshelf stacked and, and ready to go. So uh, I know we all have tons and tons of books. I felt like this time of year, Didi, I don't know about you, but in my classroom, this was when my bookshelf was overflowing. Like when I got yeah. out... I had books out all the time, obviously, and my stations around my room, but then I had a shelf in my room that was like our theme books for that, that unit or unit of study, whatever we were doing. And right. I just felt like my bookshelf at, at Christmas and winter was always just like books stacked upon each other behind, in and out, like <laughs> trying to find, because there's so many. Yes, yes, me too. I always had a ton of, of winter books as well. Like I had a ton of pumpkin books and mm-hmm. then a bunch of winter books. So um, I, I have... I happen to be one of those people that love winter, which is great because we are just getting dumped on right now here in Colorado with snow. (laughs) So I guess I picked where I live well. I just ran into a a friend at the coffee shop this morning who said, I asked her how how her family's doing. And uh, it's a a lady who used to be an aide at our school years ago. And she said, my son and daughter-in-law, two kids are heading to Colorado for the Thanksgiving weekend. I was like, are they able to get there? Like, Good luck. Sounds like there's flights being canceled left and right. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, it is uh, the one recording this uh, Tuesday, right? Tuesday before Thanksgiving. And so we woke up to about, um, about 12, 14 inches Ugh. of new snow and it's supposed to snow all day so we'll see how it ends by the end of the day well, good luck at least you yeah. got a nice cozy house and you don't need to go anywhere and you're, yeah. you're you're settled and ready to go we are we are so you say you have a lot of winter books i say i have a lot of winter books Let, let's try this on the count of three name the very first book that you would pull off your shelf to read for the winter month okay and like the top one that comes to mind like you don't even have to think about it okay one two three let's ice bear today. Okay. All right. Okay. So we have two different books. Yeah, I said ice, ice bear and you I had the snowy day. Snowy day. By awesome. Yeah. So tell us about ice bear. Um, ice bear is a book that I found a number of years ago. It's uh, an informational book written by Nicola Davies, who's one of our, my favorite um, authors. Um, and what I love about this book, I actually went and grabbed it. So Adam, I don't know if you've, if you know this cover or not. I don't know. Um, it's so good. So this is a book, it's about taking the steps, um, or it's in the steps of the polar bear. So it's learning about polar bears, which is something a lot of people typically do, um, a unit on Arctic animals. And so this is a book that we use over and over again for a week long study of, um, polar bears. But then we also do some informational writing, um, and we also use it for writer's workshops. So this is a book that we, you know, I've used a for a long time. Um, what I love about Nicola Davies books is that um, she includes a narrative text. Uh, a section of this book is, is written as a narrative. And then there's a section that's also informational. So you have both informational and narrative text on the same page. Um, and she also has a wonderful use of words. So her word choice is, is fantastic. Um, it's very um, almost like prose. 
um, the way that she writes. So um, it helps you to kind of elevate the language that you're using in your classroom for um, writer's workshop, as well as, um, you know, the informational text. My class, you know, you know how like you think, well, I love this book, but will my students love this book? So right. one of the things that we typically did is at the end of each month, we would go through and vote on our favorite book. So I would list out the, I have a picture of this somewhere on my blog. Um, I would list out the four books that we focused on for our close reading. And then each student would on a scrap of paper, write down the book that they liked the most. So they draw a picture to kind of show it, um, fold it up. And then we would just do a graph on which book won. And this book wins every year. <laughs> so um, I don't know if it's because we spent so much time with it or because I kept saying how much I love this book. Right. You know, like sometimes you're like, oh yeah, I love reading the yellow pages. They're like, we do too. Yeah, well, that's my favorite but thing to do. <laughs> and um, so I don't know if that was the reason why, but this book has always one that we loved. That's so awesome. I spare. I've and never so, seen that, but just looking at the cover, it makes me want to go pick it up. It's a beautiful. Yes. Book. So the this is illustrations, but they're so detailed. They almost look like photographs. So I would have guessed that. Yeah. Yeah. They're just illustrations. So I absolutely. Um, so it's funny because I just opened up this book and there was a note from a teacher that I taught with a number of years ago. Can I borrow your ice bear book for a few days? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I have, yes. Okay. I'm happy to do that. So, I mean, it's funny. You open up a book and there's a time capsule. That That's you didn't really cool. Anticipate. Yeah. Pretty yeah cool. I'm excited to check that one out. Ice bear. That's cool. Yeah. Really nice. Awesome. So I said the snowy day by Ezra Jack Keats. That was one that we read every year. And the yeah. thing I, I love most about that book is just how simple it is. It's yeah. you know, very few words, but yeah. gorgeous pictures that are, I mean, beautiful pictures, but they're so plain and beautiful in yeah. that sense, right? I totally agree. Um, that would have been, that would have probably been my number two. Yeah? So yeah, right behind Ice Bear, for sure. It's, a, it's such a such a cool story. And I used it for multiple things. I mean, just to tell a story, but also for a prediction and then retelling too, because it opens up such a, mm. a wide range of why, why did, first of all, why did he put the snowball in his pocket? And what do you think? happened after that or how right. can we make that snowball last and my kids would just come up with idea after idea of what they would do or what they do in the snow and how it's different than what yeah. Peter does in the snow and then a really cool part of that book was a, a member of my kindergarten team after she was with us uh moved and taught an English language learning class in our school actually a different school um she had moved away and she taught uh ELL and she sent me a note or some pictures of how she used that book with her English language learners and the stories that they were telling because they could relate to the simplicity of it because mm -hmm. they weren't readers yet, but right. they also could relate to the, yeah, I've done that in the snow or my traditions might be different. And it was just right. to see her pictures and just the, the retelling of it was, was amazing. And all kids get it. It's just a little boy going out to play in the snow and, yes. and, and who doesn't yes. love that. Right. So yes. uh, that was, that was one that, you know, I've got so many that it's hard to pick a favorite, but Definitely the one of the first ones I pull off my shelf when winter hits. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I would have said the same thing. Uh, Deanna and I have made engaging readers for each of these, um, and I have a lot of blog posts on them. So uh, <laughs> I'll probably um, put these in the show notes also so people can go back and read it. Okay, cool. Um, another book that I really love is Sneezy the Snowman. Do you I know was, that one? Yep. I was just looking at that one. I was, I was online kind of looking through, cause I told Didi before we started this, y'all that are listening that I, now that I'm out of the classroom, 
I have a, a storage area in our garage that is just a wall covered with all my books. They should be in Trisha's classroom. I don't know why we haven't put them there yet, but I couldn't Cause you're find... a, Cause you're a book hoarder. <laughs> yes, you, don't, I am. you don't have I, to share. And this might be why I can't find my winter tub. It might be at, at her classroom. It I don't might know. Be. But I, have yeah. all I couldn't find my winter tub. So I have all these on the top of my head, but I was searching through the internet this morning and, and Sneezy the Snowman was one of the first ones that popped up as a bestseller. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So those of you who don't know it, he's he's a snowman, he's cold. Um, and so he tries different things to be cold. And as he tries these different things that melt, he melts. And then he says, you know, make me new, make me brand new. So it's, it's really funny. Um, and it's it's got a fun text to it as well. It's a rhyming text, so it's pretty fun as well. Yeah. So I, I like that book. That's a cool what else? Another one, um, and this is an older one, but it was a, a 1999 Caldecott winner just called Snow. And I know I'm going to butcher the name, but the author is Yuri Shulevitz, S-H-U-L-E-V-I-T-Z. Yes. And the cool part about this book is, is that I, I think kids can relate to and, and anybody who's a child at heart is it, it really focuses on the magic of snow. And whether you want to love snow or hate snow, you can't deny that there's something about the first snow of the year that depend. like I said, you may be... I don't want to see snow the rest of my life, but when mm -hmm. it, there's something special about it. And the cool mm -hmm. part about this book is, is everybody's got that mindset in the book that, yeah, it's just, it's not going to mount to anything. It's snow, it's snow, it's snow, except for this little boy and his dog who embrace it as this really amazing thing and what it can be. And yeah, you go get it listeners to read it because it's just, it's just a really cool, it's just simple title snow, but beautiful illustrations. And I know this book. Yeah. Really just the simplicity of the, the magic of this, this this amazing stuff unless mm -hmm. you get 13 inches in one day and your husband has to go out and plow the driveway <laughs> sorry <laughs> hey you know i know i was thinking like for adults snow is kind of a pain but for children it's just like this magical thing um and so yeah i remember we would be in class and we would see snowflakes coming down and they oh, would lose it i mean they would lose it they're like forget about whatever you're going to teach about there's snow coming down that's it it, it, I'm um, reminded of that as a parent now too of two little yeah. ones who, who see it and I'm like, oh, snow. And they're like, daddy, it's snowing, it's snowing, it's snowing. And it's so fun to see the excitement through their eyes, you know? And yeah. and I don't want it for the driving and the, and the mess that it causes, but I, I love it when it snows around Christmas or on Christmas. And like, I, if we can go sledding at least like once with the kids, you know, <laughs> but then I'm kind of good and bring back the warm, but it's, I, I don't it's know. It's pretty fun. I, I still like it. I don't know if it's because I was raised in Southern California and I've only been a snow living gal for like 15 years. So I, for me, it's still kind of, it's still kind of awesome. I still love it. Um, so essentially I'm like an adolescent in the world of snow exposure. Right. Um, okay. Another book that I love is over and under the snow. Do you know that book? I don't know that one either. No, um, it, it's talks I'm about so much from you. <laughs> I, you know, every once in a while, um, it just shows animals that love, above the snow and below the snow, live above and below, not love. That would be like a totally different kind of book. <laughs> love uh, below the snow. <laughs> that would not be a children's book. Uh, no. no, but animals that live above the snow and below the snow. So it's kind of, it's it's pretty awesome um, showing kind of over and under. Um, so that's a, that's a neat book. That's a really cool idea. I like that. Yeah. There, there's another one. Um, and I, I remember reading this with my students but uh -huh. uh, I don't, again, I don't know where it is. It might be at <laughs> Trisha's classroom, not sure. Um, but it's called Winter Dance. And it's by Marion Bauer or Marion Dane Bauer is the, the name of the author. Winter Dance. Uh, if you're okay. looking for it, uh, listeners, it's got a picture of a fox on the front of the cover. And it's, it's a, a cool story because it's told through the complete mind of these animals who are all getting ready for winter. So not 
not a, a full-blown non-fiction book but kind of a realistic fiction because the animals right. are doing their thing um you, you know the the animals are fly the birds are flying south and squirrels and other animals are grabbing you know their food for the winter uh the the rabbit gets his new white winter coat on and right. the fox is stuck because the fox doesn't know what to do for winter and all the animals are telling the fox that his plan is what he should be doing but the fox thinks otherwise and he, and he tries all these different things that aren't what a fox should be doing until you'll find out that he he finds the best way to to celebrate snow and it it's just a, a fun story that kind of tells a little bit of the nonfiction side because the animals are doing what animals need to do, you know, the migration, right. and the hibernation. And then you just have this fox that's out there just kind of enjoying it all. So Winter Very Dance good. by Marion Dane Bauer. Okay. I write that. I'm writing that down too. Um, I love The Mitten. Like I, I love that book as well. I was waiting to see if you were going to say it or if I was going to bring that one up. It's one of those that kind of goes without saying, I think, but yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And we actually have like a free uh, week long unit on that. So I'll, I'll add that to the notes as well. Um, but that's always a fun one. Um, kind of, I'm trying to think of some ones that maybe other people may not know though. Um, I love that one. Uh, Snowman at night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so good. Snowman all year, snowman at work though. That whole series. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is- is really cool. And there's another one. Um, and I don't know if people will be able to find it right now because it was one of those Hallmark books that you can get, you know, Hallmark, if you bought so many cards or bought an ornament, you got a book for yeah. a kind of price for years. And I don't know if they still do it or not, but there was one that I had gotten uh, years ago called the Snowbelly family of Chileville Inn. And it was through Hallmark, but it was, it was such a cool story. My students absolutely loved it. And it's um, the, this, this snowman family, who owns this this hotel and all uh-huh. these show up and it kind of just tells the he- the hectic side of the winter holidays right um, but these two little snowmen brother and sister end up uh dyeing the family different colors because they had been playing with the different uh food items that were around and they get dyed green and red and it's just it's just oh, a fun, fun. Story for kids so the snowbelly family of chileville Inn. again i don't know if it's one people i don't know how those hallmark books work if they're released later at a different time but um that one just made me think of it. So see, I don't have my books in front of me, but as I say the title, so, you said the mitten, I'm, I'm starting to think of more. There's, there's one. It's growing. Oh my gosh. Is it, um, the missing mitten mystery? Have you ever read that book? No. It, it was one we got for our students, um, as a, as a Christmas gift is like through scholastic, uh, book orders one year, the missing mitten mystery. I'm going to have to look up right now to see exactly. Who okay. But, um, it's a cool story about this child who loses, their mitten in the snow so it's kind of like along the storyline of the mitten but it has nothing to do with animals so loses the the mitten in the snow i'm, I'm finding the author as i'm trying to talk. oh it's a stephen kellogg book that's why i i knew oh, it, was, okay. it was like stephen kellogg or jim aylesworth but uh yeah stephen kellogg so this little girl and her dog are out playing in the snow and she loses this this red mitten and they look all over and it talks about all the places they've they've been so they check the sledding hill they check the snow castles they worry that maybe an animal carried it off to keep their their baby animal's head warm during it or maybe a mouse is using as a sleeping bag um and then they end up going back to to the house and she's so upset that she lost this mitten of hers because it was her favorite but they look outside the window and uh their snowman has started to melt a little bit and she says, oh my gosh, my snowman has a heart. And the shape of the mitten with, uh, with the little thumb sticking up had been stuck. The, the mitten got lost inside her snowman. Oh my and gosh. It started to melt and kind of glow in the, the moonlight. 
you can see the the mitten in the snowman's chest and it looks like a red heart glowing inside the snowman so it's just it's a really cool one, but it gets the kids really guessing. So the missing mitten mystery and throughout the whole thing, it's saying, did I lose it here? Did I lose it here? And there's funny little clues that she gives. Like um, when she sees, she's like, maybe my mitten is flying through the air, but it ends up being a red bird flying through the air. And it's just all these cool little pictures, beautiful illustrations. Stephen Kellogg, you, know, you can't go wrong with his books. And it's Oh my gosh. I'm looking at that picture. Yes. I totally, I just looked at the cover. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yes. I've seen that one. Yeah. It's a that's great a, book. That's a cute one. Um, there's also a book, um, I think it's called Snow Day by Lester Laminac. Um, snow Day by Lester Laminac. So it's, um, you know, school has had a snow day. Um, it's a little higher level of reading. The text is a little bit, there's a little bit more text, but it's really cool. All the different things that you can do um, on a snow day. And there's kind of like a little twist at the end. So uh, it's pretty fun. So that's a great one. Yeah. And the, you know you what know those I was just going to say those type of books that, that get kids, it's just another one that gets students excited, you know, because, yeah. you know, every single student is saying, oh, I think we're going to have snow today. I think we're going to have snow day today. Like even teachers and, do it too. Don't, don't lie. You know, we all do. Yeah. But it's any of these books that, that are just, you know, all kids can just relate to them somehow, whether or not they live in a snowy area, you know, obviously students who've never experienced before, it's something brand new, but both of us being, you know, Midwest people and you being in Colorado now, it's, it's one that our students, they just get, Connect. you know, and it's just an yeah. excitement for them. Right, right. Um, uh, what other book? Well, there's another book that um, I like. It's called the, the Story of Snow. It's an informational book as well. Um, it's the science behind snow. So that's a good one as well, The Story of Snow. Uh, do you know this book? I don't know that one, no. Um, it's by Mark Casito with John Nelson PhD. So I feel like really smart when I read it. It is, uh, I mean, it, it drills down to like different types of snowflakes and different types of snow crystals. And, um, you know, I, I learned a lot about how snowflakes um, are made and how they're different, you know, different shapes and different types. So pretty, it was pretty cool. Um, that is cool. The, the science of snow. No, yeah, this, uh, the story of snow. The story of snow. I like that. Um, and the, I don't have a specific one. There, there's a bunch of books about um, one of my favorite animals. Penguin books are awesome to read around this time of year. And that yes. construction, you know, into January as you keep talking about winter. Um, there's one off the top of my head, Flip and Flop. It's about a little brother and sister uh, penguin. It's a goofy little story, but nonfiction penguin books. And again, I don't have a title for you because there's so many out there, but uh-huh. Penguins are a fascinating creature for, for so many ways, you know, based on, on where they live and how they, you know, they mate for life. The fact that they're um, the way they, I don't know, their family atmosphere and dynamics for penguins is, is such a really it's complex. Cool I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think that they are not like when you watch. Okay. So with the book, the emperor's egg is, is one that um, know where you're going with this. I know. <laughs> But, or if you watch the, um, what's the one that uh, Morgan Freeman narrates? Oh, uh, uh, the March of the Penguins. <laughs> They're funny. They- it's painful to watch. You're like, <laughs> dudes, why are you not closer to the edge of the water? You know what I mean? Like you watch some of these things, you're like, come on, people work together. You know, but um, obviously, you know, I mean, they're very complex, but sometimes it's just painful to watch. You're like, I, first of all, I can't imagine going a whole day without eating, but weeks and weeks and weeks. Right. That is just amazing. And, the, you know, just everything that uh, my class always loved learning about emperor and penguins as well. Yeah. Uh, and we always watched the March of the Penguin. I was just off. You know, it's so sad. Cry. No, I know. 
Um, but we really, I mean, that just was, you know, and you would think, okay, they're going to watch a documentary. My kids were glued to that, to that, um, oh, yeah. to that documentary as well. So the emperor penguin, uh, or the emperor's egg is a great book to yes. compare with that. You know, and you mentioned documentaries too, for, for listeners who are listening and who are coming up on the, the dreaded indoor recess um, <laughs> season, yes. like we have here in Illinois, where you don't go outside for a long, long, long time. Um, due to our school being, you know, being, we have a, a good school, but it's packed, right? So there wasn't right. a lot of space for students. So on inside recess days, um, a lot of it was just done in our classrooms. Like we got yeah. board games and whatnot. And there were some days where we'd just put on a video, you know, like, cause we had been stuck inside so long. And there are a bunch of nature documentaries out on Netflix. Um, and I cannot remember the title off the top of my head of a specific one, but like the planet earth style videos and whatnot. Yes. Um, there's some really, really interesting, cool ones about penguins that my students would, would just love. And they kind of follow a, a storyline cause they follow this little penguin through its life and, the kids get really attached and involved and want to know right. what's going to happen. And I feel like any little chance you can have one of those, you know, teachable moments or learning experiences because you're, you're stuck inside, uh, uh -huh. Uh -huh. go for it. But I, I don't know. I love penguins and just watching them walk. And, uh, I, I just, I just like those books. I know they bring joy. I saw the, the funniest joke the other day that, that uh, somebody had posted said my, apparently I forgot to teach my five-year-old child about penguins and now they re or no, Sorry about owls, and now they refer to them as wood penguins because they don't know what an owl is. And I started picturing that in my head because they do kind of look like penguins the way they stand. So this child referred to owls as wood, as wood, wood penguins. <laughs> nice. So um, you had mentioned indoor recess. We never had any place to go. We always had it in our classroom. So oftentimes I would, you know, offer we'd offer indoor games, um, indoor activities, um, but then we would also I'd also just let that you know, like a movie, a, a animated book kind of run in the background. Cause for some students, they like to have that as, as something that they did watch, right. watch that. So with, when you talked about having the documentary, you could certainly do both um, mm -hmm. during your inside recess time. Um, and it, one of those things, like you mentioned that too, is uh, there were some kids, our inside recess would usually fall like after, after lunch, right? Like uh -huh. we'd have a down and there were some of my little ones who just needed uh, to sit kind of a, a little break time, you know, like yeah. the, the yeah. same type of students who after recess and we were outside or after lunch, we were outside for recess would, would kind of chill on the, the bench at the playground and just walk around the track or whatever at the playground. Right. They, they were just one of the students that they didn't need to just go run. They just needed to chill, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to, to look up. There's a, a story. This is an old one and I, I can't find the actual book for it. Um, and the reason I want to mention it um, is because it kind of has a special place in my heart. It's a story called Bob the Snowman. Do you know that book? It's by Sylvia Loretan. No. L-O-R-E-T-A-N. Um, I don't know that you can even find. I, I see it on eBay um, at thriftbooks.com. Um, oh, there's an Amazon one, but I don't know if it's the actual. Oh, it is. It's a hardcover. I'm only available from a third-party seller. All right. So Bob the Snowman. Um, Here's why I say it has a special place in my heart. So my friend Honor, who we've talked about on previous episodes, we mm -hmm. recorded one year, we recorded a bunch of audio books of ourselves reading these books so our students could listen to us rather than buying a CD, you know? Yeah. And I, I had for the longest time, it's probably still on, on a file at school somewhere, um, a recording of Honor reading Bob the Snowman. And her and I did it together. So we told this story together. We each played a different part. And another friend of ours, Krista, who was on our team at that time, had a part in it as well. 
And it's just a really cool story. So Bob the Snowman, it was um, first released in 1991. So it's an older book. Uh, but Bob talks to this bird who is flying south for the winter. And he's like, well, I kind of want to see the beach and palm trees. That looks like a fun time. He doesn't understand that he's going to melt if he, if he goes south. Oh, for the, winter, the birds do. But then it tells the tale of kind of um, the water cycle because eventually Bob melts and turns into a cloud and flies back home and snows again and realizes that's where he's supposed to be because that's what snowmen do. That's where they live. So and cool. His family. And so, yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now on Amazon and it doesn't even show the, the title. It says cover coming soon. Um, you can purchase it, it looks like, but it's one of those books that is an older one and not a, a very well-known, so I don't know how this works. It's got a bunch of different buying options, but um, if you just Google search Bob the Snowman, uh, there's a read-along on YouTube for it, um, but it's it's one of those kind of thrifty books now because I see people selling on eBay and thrift bookstores. But I see. I um, I was able to bring up the, the um, cover of it. It's super cute. It has like a palm tree with a bird in it and a flamingo. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's cute. Such, it's such a fun story because the snowman's like, I wanna I wanna go south for the winter, and all the kids are like, No, you can't do that. How funny! How funny! It's, it's a great story. Oh, it looks really cute. I would love if you could find that recording. That would be a great thing to share. Yeah, I need to reach out to my team back at, at yeah. school if they can find that because it, it's it's one of those things. Every year, I'll never forget getting it out and and listening to to honor and, and myself and Chris to read that book together. And the kids are, when we, when we did it, um, I think my friend Krista was the one who main recorded it. And then honor and I would jump in as different parts, like the children or the son. And, and the kids were like, wait, that was your voice. So if you ever get the chance to do that with your students, listeners, like record yourself reading these books, they will yeah. absolutely love it. And all it takes yeah. is now, I mean, we did it back then on, on computers and recording software, but if you have a cell phone in your pocket, with a voice recorder app, just start recording yourself reading yeah. and your students will listen to those over and over and over again. It'll be really good. Very good. Unless you're like me and you say things the wrong way, right? <laughs> because awesome. like, you read that wrong, Mrs. Wills. You read that wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's not where you're supposed to pause. <laughs> That's right. That's not it. I think we had a lot of books there. That was. I think so too. I think so too. So we'll go ahead and gather all those titles for you, put them in the show notes so you can go back and look at those later when you want to. And I've been frantically writing them down. So you I'll make sure that I add those. <laughs> yes. Well, and and I want to remind listeners too that, that we, we love ideas from you. So if you're listening mm-hmm. to this and you think of something uh, posted on social media at Mrs. Wills Kindergarten or at Teachers Learn Too, we'd love to see your ideas. Obviously, we did not list all the winter books that are out there. Yeah. So if you have some that kind of tie off of these or, or you know lead to something different, let us know. And, and we mentioned a few episodes ago too. If you're listening to this or want to check it out, visit anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R.fm or the Anchor app, and you can actually leave us voicemails with ideas or questions. So visit Anchor on the App Store or anchor.fm, follow our podcast, and there's a button you can click that says, uh, leave a voicemail for this podcast. And Dean and I can listen to the questions and even- Yeah, we'd love that. To episodes. We'd love to put your voice yeah. in the podcast as well. So if you're listening to this and want to try it out or have ideas or questions for us, please do that. And uh, just check it out. We'd love to hear from you. That'd be perfect. All right. Thanks, you guys. All right. Bye. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Classroom Collaborative Podcast. If you are enjoying these episodes, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you are finding them. And share and rate it so others can find it as well. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.